Hey everybody, welcome back. Hope everyone's having an amazing week. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the boost. Happy whatever it is that you're tu- you're tuned into. Talking about a micro immersion taking place through screens every day of our lives, built around an amazingly talented industry that knows exactly how to get us into the world. And by the way, just so you know, just to continue this just a little bit, and then we'll come to some conclusion maybe. But also part of this is to talk about it. That's really the truth. I mean, part of what we do here on The Boost is talk about stuff. We can touch past anything with God's help. I'm saying like we just touch past it and move on. But what's that going to do? What's that going to do? We'll talk about it for five minutes and then move on. Like, what's that going to do? The goal is to talk about things. To delve into them a little bit. Spend a little bit of time on them. You know, Roger Goodell is the commissioner of the NFL. Arguably one of the most successful commissioners in sports history. If you see the NFL and you follow it over the past 20 years, it's it transformed itself. It's the biggest in, It's the biggest sports industry in the world. Like, I think the top five most widely broadcast show events a year, like three of them is, is NFL games. Like, it's unbelievable. If you study him, what you'll find is that his greatness is that he turned everything into an event. Like, in the old days, you just watch football. Now he made the draft into a three-day event. You look at every other sport, they don't have that. Anyone know when the MLB draft is? Not really. NFL draft is like an event and then you, you start learning about each of the players and then he turned this thing called the combine which is used to be like just coaches checking out players into an event and then all the teams all of a sudden started doing behind the scenes and he got and all of a sudden like now when you get to a game you, you've watched all these shows and YouTubes about players and coaches and drafts and this and that. So by the time the game comes, it's so much more rich. It's the context is there. What he's done is he's created a connection, immersion. Now you connect to people more. You've now, you, you understand their struggles. You see the coaches. It's not just anymore the players that are famous. Now all the coaches are famous. All the offensive coordinators are famous. It's all part of this incredible smart strategy to bring more people in to care. And so what happens every day, what happens all the time, what happens to all of us, and maybe even more importantly, what happens to the young generation, is that along the way of life is challenge. Along the way of greatness is, is boredom. Right? If you've read Malcolm Gladwell stuff, he, he speaks about this, about the 10,000-hour rule, which I believe he took from Eric Anderson, about how your brain, and for those who are familiar with neuroplasticity, you, see, you understand why, how your brain needs a certain amount of reps and practice to get good at something. Now, remember that when you first engage in something, it's exciting. You, you're creating all these new neural connections. All these neurons are firing that never fired before. And that's cool. That feels cool, but as you get good at it, you're doing a lot of repetition because you're really solidifying and you're focusing on nuance. So when you're swinging the first five times, it's cool. You're in Little League. But if you're swinging for the 8,000th time, it's, it's exhausting. And it's, in many ways, boring. 
when you're reviewing something ten times, it loses its luster. Greatness requires boredom. Now, I don't mean boredom like you want to end it. I mean boredom like you've seen this before. It's familiar to you, and it takes someone who's so motivated to get better to go at the thing again. If you want to be great at your job, you got to do your job every day. You have to be willing to learn and not the, it from scratch, the nuances. That's not so much fun. The relationships that last get very familiar. You know, if you're married to somebody, you're spending a lot of time with someone for a lot of years many times, hopefully, right? You get to know them. They don't become familiar over time. If you're raising a kid, it's a lot of time. If you're engaged in anything of real meaning, there's a lot of time where things feel like yesterday. And part of the experience is continuing the engagement even though it doesn't feel new. That's greatness. And when you have that and you compare it to micro-immersion of where there's a synthetic that is driving a certain amount of excitement, it's really hard to go back and find the flavor in the mundane when you have this exciting candy waiting for you in the micro moments of your day, immersing you into different worlds, immersing you into different experiences, immersing you into representatives that are doing incredible things. You are connected to something where every shot is lighting up a crowd. That is so much more exciting than you're going to go and sit in a home with a few people in it and like listen to a story that sounded very similar to yesterday's story because the person doesn't have a very different life than he had yesterday. Kids in the same class, basically the same friends, basically the same experience in math. But the, but the return on the time spent in the game and the return on the time spent on the kid to your quality of life isn't even comparable. But when we realize that we are paying a hefty price, a hefty price for micro-immersions, in fact, it's the micro-immersions that are changing our lives. It's the micro-immersions that are shifting how we see the world. It's the micro-immersions that are making life tasteless. Because if I wouldn't have a show that was scripted and a relationship that was fake, I can have a relationship that's real. If I wouldn't have a relationship in which I am living through a character that has to deliver messages and fight and make up within 25 minutes, and every line is carefully crafted, and the music always comes on at the right moment, and the drama is always just enough, if I wouldn't have that, and I would go to my life... My life would be more interesting because that's all I'd have. But when I compare my life to the drama that I see on a screen, my life, which could be richer, feels more tasteless because as soon as it becomes more regular, I got so much more candy waiting for me on my hand that I'm looking at on my, on my screen. There's stuff going on. Someone may die. Someone may live. People are getting getting together. There's a championship to win. 
There's so many things happening in front of my screen. The stuff going on to my right is just regular stuff. It's just work. It happens every day. It's just kids. They're fine. They hate school. Welcome to life. It's just my life. It's just my friends. If you're engaged in spirituality and you're doing rituals, it's just the same ritual again and again and again and again and again and again. again. How do I get any meaning out of that? If I'm supposed to study something that's timeless, I open up a, a book, I'm reading a Talmud, I'm praying, I'm doing anything, and it gets to be a little hard. Uh, hold on, hold on, hard thing. I could get a pop in a second. I could feel like someone, I could, I could, I could watch a YouTube clip about Ray Dalio and in five minutes feel like, you know, a billionaire. I could watch a show about billionaires and live vicariously through them. What's sucking out our ability to be great are micro-immersions. We don't even realize it because it's not massive and nothing happens. You don't hurt anybody. It's just a couple of, just an hour or two, and it's fine. And it's, I'm not saying we don't do it. But we don't realize that when we allow ourselves to immerse ourselves in someone else's world, we're going to our own life. And in our own life, we are making it more tasteless because our own life could never compare to a fake world that gets created because that's not how the world works. God makes circles. People make squares. Our life can't possibly compare and compete with the quickness and the perfectness of the fake world. It just can't. Being naturally happy could never come as fast as taking drugs to be happy. It just doesn't work. Not how the system works. Having a real long relationship could never be as simple and as quick as watching someone doing it in seven episodes, an hour each. This doesn't work. That's why all the episodes with relationships end at the wedding. And when we engage in the micro-emergence and we don't realize it, we go back to our careers and our ambitions and our dreams and our lives and our families. And we don't have that same gusto because it doesn't have to work because if it doesn't work here at least I can get it there I'll, I'll, well, let's delve into this tomorrow let's talk about this have a great day with God's help can't wait to see you again tomorrow have a great day living on a lifeline the world doesn't ever seem to change looking for the sunshine but you're caught up in the rain it's like your eyes are wide open but you cannot see you're watching life Pass you by like one, two, three Walking in destruction The winds of life blur your vision All the devastation Forever feels like you're on the run It's time No one else can set you free You're locked inside And only you and